The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. It was basically Seafood Hamilton. And Michael Lucas. I'd rather work at the bakery. This is Emsolation. Solepasol. I know, I did miss that too. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there. This is my fourth attempt at the intro, so whatever will be, will be, because I'm not doing another one. I've got no spit in my mouth. I had a giant coffee before I walked in here, and now I'm in a hell of adrenaline and my thoughts are fraying, and let's go. Hello. Welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. Imagine if you had just stumbled across this and you're like, what is this woman doing? My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, a CEO, and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast a few times a week now. How are you? How are you? How are you? Truly, I'm checking in. I care. And I want you to care too. Are you hydrated? Because if you're already thirsty, it's too late. It's just, it's too late for you. You've got to go have some water immediately. I am well, gearing up for the final episode of Ted Lasso, have already done the final episode of Succession. Michael and I talk about that during this episode. There's plenty of spoilers in there, but don't worry, we tell you where to skip uh, if you haven't seen it yet. And if you don't watch Succession, you'll still enjoy it. It's a it's a boisterous chat. We also review the Little Mermaid movie. That's right. We went and saw it and I had a lot of passionate thoughts about a few things. <laughs> As you can imagine, the Little Mermaid. Let me tell you, when I was a little kid and I would have a nightmare or I couldn't sleep, my dad would get up and pop the Little Mermaid VHS in and sit with me and we would watch it. It was kind of my happy place. The Little Mermaid, if you're a certain age, if you're my age, a bit younger or a bit older, it hits different. So this live action remake had a lot riding on it and I went through so many things. I cried, I fell asleep. <laughs> that gives you an indicator of how long this is going to go for. We also talk about how do I, a vengeful killer whale who is my hero. That's all I'm going to tell you. I came across a story late last night while I was doom scrolling and I was so inspired by Gladys, the killer whale, <laughs> that she got her own. Good for her. Yeah. It's the first time it's a non-human good for her. So, you know, it was always going to happen. That's it. That's all I have for you. If you're listening on Thursday, the 1st of June, today's your last chance to take up our one-month free trial offer on Emsolation Extra, our subscription offering. Why wouldn't you? It's totally free and you get a whole month's worth. So if you're listening on the 1st of June, quickly go now, emsolation.supercast.com and pop your name down and you'll get 
the next four weeks' worth of content for free. And already there's so much for, for you to listen to. There's Michael Lucas's chat with Doris Unane. There's two episodes that Scott and I forensically dissect our marriage. There's a bunch of Q&As Michael and I have done answering your questions. So it's it's worth it. I know you're going to love it. Head now, mslation.supercast.com and sign up 1st of June. If you're listening past the 1st of June, you've missed your chance. But, you know, just go and subscribe anyway. Why wouldn't you? That's it. Thank you. Let's get into it, shall we? Play the music. and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas sits here before me hours off a business class international oh, flight. Come on. <laughs> Let's not hide it. Let's not hide it. Hi, gay. You are a gay man with a disposable income. No dependents, so you can fly business class. Off you go. <laughs> I would just like to point out this is my first. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it so exciting. Although I have been told that once you go there... You never go back. Yes. I was always very satisfied um, with... I remember upgrading to premium economy and that felt fantastic. So mm. can't wait oh, to this see is how this goes. blow your tiny mind. Can't wait. You're going to be ready just to come home because, like, this is the holiday. I have actually, like, looked up on YouTube what it looks like. Oh, like, my with the God. Chairs. I know. I'm that excited. <laughs> I love it. Did you see the pods? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get ready, get ready to be ruined on economy class forever. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I wanted to kick off with something that I read this morning and we haven't done one in a while. Good for her. 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 Today's good for her is White Gladys, the majestic and vengeful orca. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I really thought we were heading to Diva Town. I, uh, we I are. thought, is, we has are Cher heading... done something I'm not aware of? We... But no, okay. Yeah. So we're a whale. Gladys. Okay. White Gladys. No Many... connection to Berejiklian, I hope. <laughs> no. Many years ago, White Gladys was struck by a boat and possibly trapped in illegal fishing nets. Oh. She was so traumatised that after she recovered, she began attacking boats, specifically yachts, to seek her personal justice. She has now stepped her pussy up and has begun training nearby pods of young killer whales to ram yachts. She's created an army. She's got a squad. That is correct. She's making sure that her mission and war on the super rich, she's only targeting yachts. That's amazing. Continues long after she's left this earthly realm. So for that I say... Good for her. She... Yeah. ...is so upset about being rammed by a boat. She has literally created a tutorial for young orcas and if you're 
sailing your yacht off the coast of Gibraltar, mm. you're going to get body slammed by a pot of angry lady whales. Wow. <gasps> but good for her. I have never related. <laughs> I know. I hope this pot of whales has access to Taylor Swift's immortal classic, Bad Blood, because that is what you'd want played. I just imagine, like, I imagine the meetings. So Gladys recovers. Mm. Like, she gets hit. She's bruised. She's, like, this is an amazing movie in the mm. making. Like, fuck Free Willy. Vengeful <laughs> Gladys is a box office smash. It actually kind of was sort of the premise of Jaws for the revenge. But, I mean, obviously that was about sharks. Yeah, no, this is, this is a whole point of she's gotten hurt and then she's there. She's, like, training up again. I imagine, you know, either Tiger's playing in her little orca lair or however whales sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. And then she's like, <laughs> she comes out and she's ready and she spots a yacht and she goes up to him and she's like, no, I need a fucking army. So mm. she goes back and she trains up the minions and she's like, come here, come here. She finds all these orca, young orca ladies. Come on, let me teach you. And then they're just practising, body slamming. Wow. How do they practise? Like, how do they know? And how do they communicate? That yacht, that yacht. Go, mm. fly, my, uh, fly my whale army. Fly, my pretties. Fly. And then they just, and then do they report back to Mama Gladys? Like, what a matriarch. What an a angry matriarch. matriarch. How much damage has she been known she to cause? She sinks the boat. Sinks them. Sinks them. And we're talking about wealthy super yachts. Yep. <gasps> Has anyone got a location on Bezos? Has anyone? Yeah. I love that they're picking eat the rich, sink the rich, if you will. Totally. She's Nature just, will have its revenge. She's targeting yachts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> Anyway, White Gladys, I salute you. I see you, girl. I, I just respect it. I respect your process. Spiritually, you wish to carry her energy into your day-to-day personal and professional interactions. Oh, I, I dream of training up a young female army to exact my vengeance. One day. I have two. You do? Yeah. You've also got... You, oh, yeah. you have an army of sorts. I do have a community mm. of... Mm. Oh, we could stay... <laughs> Imagine if I ever decided to white Gladys it. Oh, <laughs> look out. A few people should be very nervous. I always thought that if you developed your own little logo, an owl would be part of it. But now I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, kill a whale. <laughs> kill a whale. <laughs> all I need to find some Gladys merch immediately. What, pray tell, what area of the world? Gibraltar. The... Oh, wow. Rock of Gibraltar. Wow. It's perfect. It's so good. Actually, it does sound like Gladys Berejigli and Gladys Gibraltar. Mm, mm. White Gladys Gibraltar. I well, just respect it. Here's hoping she isn't put, brought down by a poor romantic choice. She better not fucking pick a Daryl. I'll tell you she what. She better not. Nah, she would be a lady in life lesbian, White Gladys. I just feel like she's probably got a lovely lady orca partner. I hope so. Yeah. They but also, around. amongst the orca whale species, mm. are the females the dominant? I'm going to say, if they're sinking yachts, yes. Yes. <laughs> Good for her. All right. Uh, little mermaid time. <laughs> I'm surprised. I really thought there was a link there that you're going to go. We were aquatic. There were so many. Oh, you're right. I should have segued. Yes, while we were, okay. shall we say, under the sea. You do it. Hang on. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> say it. Well. <laughs> Don't Oh, You've sorry. Like, okay, do it again then. You know, like a DJ mixes in the yeah, song. Yeah, all right. Ready? Mm. This is crucial. Well, while we are fixated on the seven seas. <laughs> a wise... No, I like the under the sea one. Oh, well, a wise crab. A song lyric. All right, okay. start again. Okay, 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 okay. 
Well, as a wise crab once said, <laughs> darling is better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Oh. <laughs> and anyone who has been to the movies in the past 10 years would say it's never better to remake an animated classic <laughs> in live action, except for maybe The Jungle Book. And you would argue a little bit of Aladdin. I disagree, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Aladdin was okay. I thought The Lion King was okay. It was okay, but it has that central problem of when you do photorealistic animals, they're not very expressive. And it also had lions attack. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't love that. <laughs> that was Beyonce summoning her female army. Yeah, Foxy much Cleopatra. Like Gladys. That's the right. Orca. Oh, the links, oh, the transitions. I'll find a way to bring Gladys into this whole episode. Don't worry, I'm obsessed. We went and saw The Little Mermaid on Sunday together. We did. What are your initial thoughts on The Little Mermaid? My initial thought is that the actual Little Mermaid herself, uh, Halle Bailey. Bailey, it's so tempting to say Barry. Oh God! Anyway, uh, splendid, fantastic, magical. magical. Absolutely, ten out of ten. Disney princess incarnate, pure of heart. Good for her. We loved her. Loved her. Couldn't take my eyes off her. Carried the movie on her fins. That's right. Honestly, Mm. she held that entire studio up, and when she sung "Part of Your World," oh. Heaven. That was my money spent. Like I teared up and then she hits this final three note. She yeah. goes up high like an octave. That's right. And I just sat there thinking, well, that's good. That's the money. That's why I paid to come. Well, that's you right. paid for me to go. But I just think everything else was not, was like, it was like, it was kind of like they gave the Little Mermaid the cartoon like Valium and then made it into <laughs> a live action. <laughs> But she was great. She was so great. 10 out of 10. Definitely worth going just for her performance. The Little Mermaid. We're divided on Ursula. I'm a defender. You... You want it too bad. No. Your standards I... are too low. <laughs> I don't think I'm the gay that's given up. I don't think it's Melissa McCarthy's fault necessarily. First of all, they kept her in this dark cave the entire time. And so I kept trying to see her. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It felt like... I wanted more of Ursula until obviously the end, but every time we saw Ursula, it was like they quickly rubbed like smudge over everything so you couldn't quite make out how bad the eyebrows actually were. Yes. Yes. I was very distracted by the makeup. But to be fair, based on Drag Queen Divine, and that's what her makeup looked like, and the guy who did the makeup is an Academy Award winning okay. makeup artist. So it was accurate, is it what was, you're saying? He stayed extremely true to the and source. And would material. have hurt him, I guess, in Correct. some ways, to veer close to Divine's limitations yeah. of makeup. And as an artist, if you are given a reference point and you're very good at your job sure. and you're told recreate this, sure. you don't want to smoke it out with some lashes and glitter and blend and you, yeah. know, you don't want to do all those things, which mm. is what I feel like a lot of the drag community wanted. You want to stay true to the source material. Yes. But yes. Look, when it began... With those roaring ocean waves, I was quite excited. And, in fact, all the bits on the ship, I was pretty into. I thought it looked good and I, you know, it was I, it was atmospheric. It was great. Unfortunately, the ship bits only accounted for about 5% of the total movie. Yeah, but the first letdown was there was no we are, are the, the daughters, daughters of Triton, great father who loves us and named us well. Like they just didn't have that. I know. And, and they replaced it with basically a council meeting. Sitting on coral. That's right. And and then we get to the main problem with this movie. Mm. Javier Bardem. <laughs> I don't think anyone told him that he was doing it until he was halfway through the movie. It was strange. He also didn't seem to know what to say next. Well, one of the really complicated things about performing in a movie like this is he would have been performing, obviously he was not 
really under the sea. He was on a, against a green screen and often acting to like a digital crab that didn't exist. And for me, it shows just how good Halle was, that she was so connected and truthful, even though she was essentially performing almost all the time to nothing. Mm. Whereas with him, you could really tell he was performing to nothing. He just looked like he wasn't there. He just wasn't there. Also, he had a top on. M M was very, very disappointed by this. It does highlight the uh, gender disparity because, as we have pointed out, they would never cast a Little Mermaid that couldn't show her her stomach. Exactly. But they felt very comfortable to rob us of Tritons. Get your (laughs) cum gutters out, Triton. That's right. As you said, he was the original daddy. Mate. When I, when 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 they first showed us Javier slash Triton, mm. I wanted to walk out. I'm like, take it off, take it off. I just I just feel like he was there for the paycheck. That's it. Mm. Genuinely, it was, and he didn't have that hold that space of terrifying slash warmth. You know that kind mm. of that beautiful space that Triton holds, commanding the That's entire right. fucking ocean. I mean, it was actually quite a complex relationship between him and Ariel in the original cartoon, and this was pretty flat. It was flat, and also all of the daughters were from different mothers. Clearly, mm. I want that backstory. They had more sort of ambassador energy rather than sister energy. It felt like a meeting of the United Nations. It did. And that's great. We love representation. Fantastic. But now I need to know the backstory. Me too. On why he has eight different daughters of eight different cultures. Well, he shagged a different merwoman from all the seven seas. Give me Triton. That's the next movie I want. That's the prequel series. (laughs) Triton's a slut era. <laughs> but the biggest problem for me was the prince, Prince Eric. Okay. Oh. The role that, as we know, was offered to Harry Styles. And in one of the rare moments of Harry Styles having excellent cinematic judgment, he said, No thanks. He probably said, I'd rather work at the bakery. I work in a bakery. <laughs> They added a couple extra songs that, of okay, course... Okay, yeah, let's talk about them. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote... Oh, gee, you couldn't tell. What? It no. was basically Seafood Hamilton. And- <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's being complimentary to some of the songs. There was one called The Scuttlebutt that was sung by... Aquafina. And I would say that was the best of the new songs. Sure. And that was the one that sounded intensely Hamilton. That's like saying, do you want diarrhoea or slightly diarrhoea, runny, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, there was one moment for me, you saw me lose it in the cinema... Oh, yeah. Lost at sea. They decided. I wish he had it got lost at sea. No, no, no. It was Wild Uncharted Waters. How have you forgotten? Oh. The song's called Lost at Sea. Oh, is it? Oh, but the chorus was Wild Uncharted Waters. Yeah, Prince Eric runs up and down the cliff like a madman screaming at the sky, singing a ballad no one asked for. They actually decided that he needed some sort of underpinning to his character. I wish they didn't. No, I know. Disney princes are best seen and not heard. It was a boring song. Oh, my God. And the way he was honestly running up and down like a Jack Russell Terrier going after the mailman up and down the fence. That's right. It was wild. They obviously... And I was laughing. I lost it. ...could not come up with a brilliant idea for the staging of that number. And so, yeah, they just he just ran back and forth. And he also couldn't sing. <laughs> Look, as you know, I'm not as critical on that front. He looked delightful. Oh, shit. When, when they launched into that ballad, I was like, I'm done, man. Yeah. I'm done. The other thing that was a bit weird was just the whole depiction of the place where he lived and all of that situation. It was... He was adopted. Yeah. That was the first thing. And I didn't quite really... Where were they? I think it was like... Barbados? My read on it was sort of, yeah, Caribbean Bridgerton (laughs) is basically where he lived. 
It's so true. But it also, they're just, with some, it was like they were sort of trying to locate it to a certain extent in some sort of historical and geographic position, but at the same time, for the love of God, they're not going to mention slavery or colonialism. So we just sort it's of end weird. up with this sort of weird. Yeah. I think it would have been better to go full fairy tale with I that. I agree. They tried to they tried to explain too many things that don't need explaining. No. The, the, the one thing that we were all very upset about was oh. the editing of Ursula's song. Poor Unfortunate Souls, the greatest <sighs> Disney song of all time. Greatest. If there's nothing better. No, exactly. Truly. Exactly. An all-time classic, perfect for karaoke. And there is one particularly spectacular bit. <laughs> Go on. You wanted to do it. You do it. Oh, with you. Okay. You won't be able to resist. <laughs> I can resist. This is your moment. Come on. But there's a bit, there's a spoken word bit where Ariel says that without my voice, how can I, and she's without about to say treasure, and then and then Ursula responds, you'll have your looks. You're, You're pretty, pretty face. Oh, gee, you waited a long time. And, and don't, don't underestimate the importance of body language. How the men up there don't, don't like a lot of chatter. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not, not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle chatter? But they don't inflict their scorn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets, gets a man. man. Come on, oh. you. I know, they didn't do, they got rid of all of that. Presumably because it's bad values. Yeah, but it's true. Well, and also she's the villain. She's giving her bad advice. I agree. It's like, it's not like the film is telling, like, they're basically the lesson of the film is don't listen to Ursula. And so why did they take out that? But I also feel like the icky thing about it was I felt like they were sort of saying because it's a little bit sort of sexual, like body language and everything like that. So they're like, oh, that can have no place. And I feel like, oh, come on. I know. Come on. But I argue that Ursula is the villain. I would say Triton and Prince Eric are the villains. <laughs> well, true, true. The Ursula um, Genesis just, story yeah. would be, I mean, oh. you would love that. Imagine that. Oh, that's next. That's next. Yes. They also did one really weird and complicated thing, mm. which was that they added a whole dimension to the spell. As we all know, she sells her voice and she's got three days to get the prince to kiss her or else she'll be owned by Ursula forever. But then Ursula added in this whole other thing, which Ariel wasn't aware of, that I'm putting in a trick she can't remember that she's got to kiss him. And I can only presume this was because they thought, again, dodgy look to have her there on the ground thinking, got to patch this guy, got to patch this guy. And so they felt that they needed to do something to remove that as a motivation or something. But it was complicated. It was weird. And frankly, I don't think it would have made any difference if mm. they just did not have that bit in there. Yeah, the niche amnesia was strange. Niche amnesia. Why? Yeah, niche amnesia. So many questions. Mm, but look, go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> look, and also no, I'm just going to say, yeah, it was totally worth yeah. it for me. I was happy sitting there watching it. I also did Miss Le Poisson. Le I know, I did miss that too. And I, again, just presume it would have been too visceral to do it with realistic looking fish. The other thing that troubled me was in the cartoon, you just go with that they're underwater and that they're singing and talking and everything. But every once in a while in the live action, supposedly version, it did trouble me in a way. Like I was every once in a while like, they're underwater. Okay. Oh no. I, before we stop talking about this, the thing that haunts me, and when you see it, you'll all think of me, the final scene. Oh, oh. She was shaken. I feel like you lost a night of sleep. I did. Every time I shut my eyes, I saw the mermaids. So, like, when the mermaids surface, 
at the end, obviously, Ariel and Prince Eric, they're going off on their boat. Yes. And in the cartoon, all the mer people, they surface and they're waving glamorously. Oh, and Triton did the rainbow, yeah. which, of course, they're not going to do now because the film will be banned in Florida. Correct. So in this same scene, all the mer people surface and we get one amazing glimpse of uh, a six-pack on a merman. Mm. Where was Triton's six-pack, I ask again? No, uh, Triton, Triton's the only merman wearing a top. Mm. Again, disappointing. Mm. And they surface, but instead of being still glamorous and pristine, they look like all of us would look like drowned rats. They're but fair, wearing makeup. Their hair was all over their mm. face. They were dripping. Their mascara was running. It was strange. It's like they'd been melted before they surfaced. And it was just like, no. The illusion can, really fell apart. If we can CGI these people underwater, can we not do something when yeah. they're on dry land? Yeah. It really breaks the spell for me. It really did. Oh, you're just actors who forgot to put on waterproof mascara and wear a good lace front wig. Oh, they obviously needed to speak to some of the cast of Mer people. They could have given some solid advice on how do you emerge from a pool with hair and makeup appropriately intact. Funny you should mention Mer people. I'm just going to take you. There's a whole beef going down in the Mer community. <gasps> Oh, it's so spicy. Between um, the mermaids, mermen and merpeople of colour and white merpeople. Because now, because of Little Mermaid's out in cinemas, there's been a whole rise in people wanting to hire mermaids for their kids' parties. And a lot of the BIPOC community are saying, pass the job on. The Little Mermaid is a woman of colour. Give women of colour and men of colour and non-binary people of colour the job. Pass the job on. Give us the job. You've mm. been able to play a mermaid your entire career. Now we actually can. If you're getting hired, you need to suggest us. Mm. And they're like, no, this is it's our work. You're taking work away from us. There's not a lot of work for mermaids, believe it or not. So there's a whole <laughs> I believe it. racial beef going down oh. in the mer well. I know. I know. I was like, it started coming up in my feet. I'm like, oh, mer beef. Mm. Wild. Mer beef. <laughs> God, that's a disturbing <laughs> phrase. Oh, and, it, it, you know, I don't want to even give any oxygen to the racist um, take on this. Up. Yeah, but it's she is so empirically the best. Perfect. You, I cannot imagine anyone ever giving a better performance. No. Anyway. Go and see it to, to see the magnificent performance of Halle Bailey because 10 out of 10. Yeah. If you're like Em, you might hit a point where you need to do a supplementary order of chips to get you through. <laughs> I did. You did. <laughs> when the prince came out, I yep. had to turn to carbs. Yeah. I did. I pressed the button. I was like, for God's sake, and I pressed the button because yep. we're in gold class because yep. we're old. And, um, yeah, I had to get chips because mm. that fucking song. Lin-Manuel Miranda needs to just. Well, it was with Ellen Menken. Just needs to have a spell. Yeah, sure. He just needs to maybe have a year off. Like Ed Sheeran did. Ed had a year off. Just maybe Lin needs to just. Just not do every single Disney thing. No, that comes but out. also the thing that's troubling me is what we all want, of course, is another fully fledged stage musical from it. And we need, and I totally recognize Jesus to follow up Ham- Hamilton is mm. impossible, but you've got to do it one day. And all of these little bitsy, like writing songs here and there for shitty Disney remakes. Come on, Lynn, get back to You're a genius. Let's get back to the main game. All right. Extra. 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 It's Emsolation Extra. If you haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet, here's what you've missed. Michael Lucas chatting to Heartbreak High and Five Bedrooms actor Doris Yunane. So then Heartbreak High, yeah. you had a different name in the TV show. <laughs> so I ended up as Yola Fatouche, yeah. which is a salad, a Lebanese mm. salad. As my mum said, you can't pick just a Lebanese name. What if you upset someone's family? Em's two-part chat with her husband, Scott. My hobby is not prioritised. 
your hobby is prioritised. Between the two of us, I could not take out the amount of time you take out. Within the way it is currently? Yeah. Probably not. No. And our weekly AMA episodes where Em and Michael answer your questions. Michael Lucas. I recently watched the third episode of the new season of Five Bedrooms and there are possums running along the fence that seem to be perfectly timed. And I'm wondering if that was planned. Carla, so glad you noticed. No! Emsolation Extra. Sign up to get that and so much more at emsolation.supercast.com. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Succession. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about the finale. If you haven't seen it, skip forward. Mm. Okay, now they're gone. <laughs> I just want to say I called it. Yeah. Here is the evidence that I called it. Insert grab. So who's, who's, going, to be, who's going to be the successor? Who do you think? Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be Tom, mm-hmm. and I love that it was Tom. Mm. It couldn't have gone any other way. No, definitely not the main three children Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. I want to tell you while I was watching the succession finale by myself on Monday, <laughs> I paused it to take a rest because it was so intense, and I opened my Instagram and there was a private message from Shiv saying she'd seen my house photo shoot and loved it. Well done. And it was like... <laughs> From Sarah Snook. I think Shiv has a very different decorating palette. <laughs> From Sarah Snook. But it was so weird. I'm sitting there watching the succession Grandford and Shiv and Tom have had a particularly rough scene and I've paused it to have a rest and I've opened my phone and there's Shiv talking about my mud brick house. Mm. And it was... I had to call you. I'm like, what is mm. my life? What mm. is going on? Because, mm. of course, Sarah and I acted in a movie together. <laughs> so, you know, we're buddies, we're pals, we're friends. That's right, fellow... <laughs> Part performers in the ensemble. <laughs> Breakthrough roles for you both. Totally. And I sent her back this ridiculous voice memo just saying, oh, my God, I'm watching you now. It's so, it's so amazing. You're so good. And I was like, I just, I gushed and I sent it and I regret sending it. And no. I can't listen back to it because I don't know, I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'll do your house for you, but let's talk about secession for the next 55 seconds. But anyway, so that's what happened to me while I was watching the finale. I've been thinking about it so much mm. and I just don't think I would have done anything differently. And we're such picky bitches, you and I. But- I have one thing. Oh, yeah. My only thing is I would have liked a bit more Jerry in the finale. Oh, I yeah. was invested in Jerry. And she got a little bit on the video that they watched of Logan and she was cited by uh, Roman Mm. when she was coming into the office, but she never really got any scenes or Mm. anything like that. And, Mm. yeah, as someone who was invested in Jerry. The other person that I'm obsessed with and I think is has not been recognised for the true winner of the series is Willa because she ended up with the $80 million apartment and she said she was going to sit there and write a play and she was going to ship off the husband so she didn't have to deal with him. That is a win. Yeah. She just got everything Willa you could is, want. Yeah, Willa is the secret winner too, yeah, isn't she? totally. No, I think the way it's wrapped up in that, you know, everybody kind of got nowhere in the end. Mm. Nobody won, nobody evolved. Everybody ended up right back at the start again. Mm. Kendall staring at water, mm. Roman in a bar and Shiv sitting silently hating her husband. I, it's going to sound very loaded to say I thought of you in that Shiv moment, but not because there's anything <laughs> like it. No, but just because 
I that was such a powerful visual ending to see her in that car, and I could almost feel you. I felt like I could feel you reacting and Warren die from my I, own. I home. did. So if so, she gets in the car with Tom. Obviously, at the end, we found out Tom's a new CEO. They've sold to Gojo, and she essentially has facilitated that by changing her vote at the yeah. last minute. Yeah, she shivved her brother. She mm. really did. And so they're in the car together, and Tom puts his hand out. It's like a peace offering. And then he puts it out, rests it, and then he flips it over to yeah. sort of say, take my hand. Yeah. And she just <laughs> rests it on top. Yeah. Like doesn't embrace, just rests no. her hand, like barely touching. Yeah. And I was like, fucking bravo. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I just love the moment. So obviously they've all gone in. I love, there were so many things I loved. Obviously the scene in their mother's kitchen in Barbados was yeah. magic. The mother is magical. And I'm so glad that she got a great run in the finale. Oh. She's been one of the best characters in the whole way. She only appears sporadically. She got the best line. I don't like eyes. They're face eggs. Oh, that's right. Peter did my eye drops. Yeah, oh, bless him. <laughs> there was something about eyes. They just kind of oof, revoked uh, me. Eyes? Like, like human eyes we all have? I don't like to think of all these blobs of jelly rolling around in your head. Face eggs. Oh. <laughs> and I also love how much there's this running theme with the mum. She never feeds them. Mm-mm. And then she's always like, well, we've got a hearty meal, but it's, you know, thin thin rations. <laughs> she is wild. Yeah. And so they've, they've got that beautiful moment in the kitchen and we seem to be at peace. And then obviously they head back in for the board meeting all on agreeance that Kendall's going to be CEO. Mm. And then I I knew the moment she changed her mind, they go into old mate's office, Logan's office. And he's in the chair. And he puts his feet up on the desk. Yeah. And I just, I, for me, I was like, oh, no, they can't vote for him. <laughs> they yeah. can't do it. They can't do it. That's the moment I think Kendall lost it from Shiv. Yeah, yeah. And it was done. And also how accurate she's because I just don't think you would be good at it. I don't think you'd be good at it. What? I don't, I don't even believe you. I don't believe you. I don't. I don't think that you would be good at this. For fuck's sake, Shiv. <laughs> I think it's probably one of the very few truthful lines. The other line that absolutely killed me in the moment because, you know, Succession is at once a brutal black comedy and a tragedy and a drama and all those sort of things. When Kendall finally breaks and his rationale is, I'm the eldest boy! I am the eldest boy! It was so dark and so hilarious and also, as they quickly point out, you're not! No, Connor is! Connor but, is. oh, my God. That's wild. what he's reduced to. I know, the whole thing. And Jeremy Strong? Yes. What a performer. I know, he's I'm amazing. sorry, I can't. They made this drink. They made this uh, meal fit for a king where Sarah was literally, Shiv was putting in every disgusting mm. thing. And I listened to the Succession podcast. He drank it. That. And then had to go vomit afterwards yes. or something like that. That and is commitment. And they did like three takes. Yeah. He drank that disgusting drink that they were just making shit up on the spot. Yeah. I just, I love, I love how it's ended. I don't want any more. I'm not sad that it's over. I'm quite frankly relieved. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so stressful. It was really stressful. Ted Lasso's wrapping up this week, Ted. Today's the last episode ever. Oh, my goodness. What a rollercoaster you've taken us on with your Ted Lasso relationship. <laughs> you are, Pratt. Your relationship with Ted Lasso is not dissimilar to the dynamic in the Roy family. Love, then hate, then you're destroying it. And then yeah. you're saying every child should be forced to watch it. <laughs> you are Shiv. I'm Shiv. I'll take that. I like it. I like her. She likes my house. She's messaging me during the finale. <laughs> I just want to say there's quite a difference between the actress <laughs> and the character. Quite a difference. <laughs> I know, I know. But still, we say farewell to the Roy. We do. Mm. Well done for keeping that quality the whole way. I mean, there is really, you could not look at that show and say there was a dodgy season 
or that even that there were particularly bum episodes or anything like that, just unbelievable to the end. So good. All right, well. What are you doing this weekend? (laughs) What are you you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out and about in London. Yeah. What are are your first weekend plans in Old Blighty? (laughs) I'm catching up with a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which friend? (laughs) Her name's Shannon. Oh, yeah. And what are you guys up to? What are you going to do? Are you going to... Maybe see a show. Ah, What shows are on in... In London this weekend. Well, there's a lot of shows on, actually. There's a lot of shows. There's probably one big one. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's out in Tottenham. Oh, yeah? What are you seeing? Uh, <laughs> it might be um, Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles Carter. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to be seeing that in, like, three sleeps. I got the tickets downloaded on my phone. I know. It's brutal. <laughs> I know. I know. And the worst thing is I'm going to go, but you'll be with me because I'll film so much. But no, I know the rules. No, you can film. Well. Just film. It's fine. It's fine. Just film. I don't care. We're also seeing a stage production of Brokeback Mountain. Hi, gay. With Lucas Hedges. You know Lucas Hedges, Academy Award nominated actor, yeah. Yeah. That's really great. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) Sorry. What are you going to wear to Beyonce? If you wear a fucking novelty T-shirt, I swear to God. (laughs) What are you going to wear? Well, to be honest, I think I'm probably going to have to wear a coat because it's an outdoor stadium in London. A is fair still, coat. Still getting down to like nine degrees. Faux so. fur. Buy, okay. a fa- buy a flashy faux fur coat. Okay. I'm going to disappoint you. I mean, as if I haven't already. If you wear a fucking plaid Sherpa jacket with a woolen collar to Beyonce. Okay. I'm not joking. <laughs> There'll be some sort of oh my God. retaliation. What a downer. Oh, my God, you've chosen to end it this way. Let Should we look towards August? Dun, 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 dun. Thanks, Chella. Uh, nah. Mm. <laughs> let's just sit in this moment. No, let's just sit. Let's just I mean, sit. the real interesting thing is going to be next week, next Thursday. By then we will have recorded the first step. Oh, shit. Are you going to review the concert? No, I don't know. It's up to you. I, I, I feel like my testicles are in your vice at the moment, so you can decide. You're not the first man to say that to me. Really? No. Who, who else said it to you? Are you married to him? Oh, no, I wear his in a neck on a necklace. Oh, like Ursula with yeah. her shell. <laughs> Animated, not Melissa McCarthy. It won't cost much, just your balls. <laughs> All right, we'll have fun. Um, yeah, have a fucking great time. Really happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Is that enough? Have we recorded enough? What's the, how long? Yeah, we're right. Oh, okay. 30, 30 odd minutes. All right. Well, this is comfortable. I want you to feel uncomfortable. I'm enjoying it. All right, goodbye, fine. See you later. Go get on your business class flight, <laughs> you yuppie. Do people still say that word? <laughs> that look, not since 1989, your but metro, that's okay. Your metro homosexual yuppie. Yeah. I... Yeah, your metro. <laughs> remember yuppie? Do you yeah. remember that if... Young, remember... urban, professional... That's it, isn't it? Do you remember yeah. in the 90s if a man, like, washed, he got called a metrosexual? Yes. Like, if he just had hygiene? That's right. We had, if he used deodorant. A breakfast show called a, Metero, a Metro and Two Girls or something. I mm. remember that briefly in my mind. Mm. But we used, we literally were rewarding men. For I know. Just, the bar was very low. Is. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Goodbye. This is Insulation. 
Okay, gang, well, he's off, he's gone. It's so strange that I'm not going to be physically in Michael's presence until, like, the end of August. But when he left, I did get to say to him, see you in New York. I already feel anxious about this overture. I've never been away from Elio for two weeks. Like, we can barely go a night. I'm, I'm worried about getting to the airport on time. I'm worried about going through customs. I'm worried about my passport. Like, there's a whole bunch of things... Overseas travel, travel for me in general is stressful, but overseas travel, and now I know why, because of the way my brain's wired. Fellow NDs, you must feel the same as me. You know what would be great? If you have any tips, tricks, gadgets, any, I guess, a how-to list for me, if you are an experienced neurodivergent traveller and you've got things that help you feel less stressed, I would be so grateful if you would just send send us a little email, msolation at downthehillstudios.com. That would be so lovely because I really... I'm going to have to put together like a pack, you know, like a panic pack. I'm not leaving until like the middle of August, but still, still three or four months away. So off he goes and as you heard, off to Beyonce this weekend or whatever. I'll have to be muting Michael's feed, I think. No, I'm happy for him. No, that's a lie. I'm not happy for him. Hope you enjoyed this week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Epsilation Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter. And we have some merch coming soon. Yes, Ginger Taylor, incredible neurodivergent artist based in Melbourne. She um, has made us a fantastic piece of art. We're going to be popping that on T-shirts, totes, hoodies, tea towels, whatever you think of. We're actually taking your suggestions at the podcast Instagram. So if you have a thought about what kind of merch you'd like to see Ginger's artwork on, please let us know. That will be coming out in the next few weeks. It's all happening. We're getting there. We're building the empire. Ah, the empire. I like that. All right, gang, have a fantastic weekend, a week ahead. And don't forget, if you're an extra subscriber, you'll get the AMA on Friday. You'll get my chat with Drag Race Royalty on Tuesday. I haven't told you who. It's going to be good. All right, that's all. That's enough from me. Bye-bye. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday, question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at msolation.supercast.com or get the link via msolation socials. Msolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn, socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley, Lauren Miko, and Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Emsolation.